superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's yes. Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Live here on the Roku ah. channel and this terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us. Sirius, XM, Odyssey, and more. It's draft week, everybody. We're finally going to get answers. The lying's going to stop. And the truth will take center stage. (laughs) Truth will take center stage. Thursday night, I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas Kansas City, City, here I come. Yes. Oh, yes. Going to Kansas City. No, I'm not going to finish the song. We were ready. It's terrible. It's terrible for a married man, a happily married man. I'm going to get. Get me some as barbecue and actual draft choices. Get that brisket, Let me tell you something, Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo and TJ Jefferson. Hello to all y'all. Good morning, Rich. I heard this about the NFL draft. What you hear, Rich? Over the weekend. Everybody's talking about what they're hearing. And there's one thing that I kind of know for sure, other than the fact that there will be a draft, Um, because everything's all over the map. This is what I've been told that the number of registrants for this draft to attend it as a fan in Kansas City is what we would say through the roof. A record number of people registering to appear at this event in person on Thursday night in Kansas City. I have been told it will... They're, the NFL is expecting this. I, I, don't, I don't know if this was something that I was cleared to say, but I'll say it anyway. What are they going to do? Suspend me from uh, working the draft? They could. No, I guess they could. Yeah, yeah, no, don't poke, poke that there, bro. <laughs> do not poke that. Man, I'll film. Well, <laughs> unless they're giving me 40. At any rate, uh, <laughs> I'll just say it. I, I'm told it's going to be a, I don't think there's anything that's a big problem anyway. Uh, I, I've been told um, they are expecting a larger crowd for the draft than the Super Bowl parade in Kansas Whoa. City. This is what I've been told. And it's going to be through the roof. I've been told what it looked like in Nashville. Remember what it looked like in Nashville and Lower Broadway? 600,000. It's, it's, it's coming. And I'm so excited. I am so excited to be there. I'm so excited to talk about it because not only it, might it be the most well-attended draft ever, I'm... I'm in complete mystery. It's a total, complete mystery as to what in the world is going to happen on Thursday night. And I know when the Bears made that trade with the Carolina Panthers to start things off with a huge trade so long ago, and I said, please, Carolina, keep us in the dark. I don't want to know until the words come out of Roger Goodell's mouth on Thursday night. Let's go. Keep it to yourselves. And it is now draft week. We are now here, and we still don't know. We can only assume that we know. We know what happens when people assume. However, what did appear to be Bryce Young's first overall pick to lose 
and then he didn't participate at the combine and cj stroud did and looked beyond impressive the most impressive of all the quarterbacks who threw there and that included anthony richardson who blew, blew the roof off of lucas oil with his performance at the combine and will levis who said he was going to of course he was going to throw because he was bringing a cannon to the event. <laughs> How did he get that on a plane? Or through security. Great question, TJ. He performed well as well. And then the pro days happen. And now we're here of draft week. And the general consensus is it's Bryce Young first overall. And then the Texans are on the clock. And man, are they keeping everything a mystery on that front, more so than I think Carolina. Because the Texans second overall, despite, Chris, do me a favor and call up the Texans' depth chart at the moment at the quarterback position. All right. Because it reads as if a team choosing second overall should choose a quarterback. They have uh, The only quarterback that they have available is uh, Davis Mills. There you go. That's it. They have no second, no third, no fourth quarterback listed. Now, they do have a 12th overall selection. And they could be saving their quarterback powder for that. Hendon Hooker should be available at 12. And then who the heck knows might drop. Because you're hearing the Texans, eh, we don't need a, te- we don't need a quarterback. And as a matter of fact, it might not be Will Anderson that they take. It could be take Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, our guest last Wednesday. Or... According to Chris Brockman's two favorite words. Las Vegas. No, betting the, markets. Oh, I think you uh, say the desert. Betting markets. The desert, yeah. <laughs> Will Levis. We're entering draft week where everybody believes the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis, could be not only the second quarterback taken, but the second overall pick taken. And the crazy thing about this, the crazy thing about this, <laughs> is that we all know 1,000% every person knows watching this, listening to this, the total number of live snaps that Will Levis has taken since the Kentucky season ended to this present moment is zero. Zero. Now, uh, is that a combine of live snap? Is a pro day a live snap? Not really. No. Mm. Nobody's coming to hunt. That's a live snap if you're a quarterback. Zero. And yet, the evaluation has taken place. Or, as Chris Brockman's two other favorite words, lying season is taking place. <laughs> lying because season. guess what, folks? Still we might not take left. a quarterback, <laughs> but if we do, it could be the one you want. You love Will Levis so much. Somebody hears, let's just say, what what it mean lying season? What does that mean? Let's just say somebody in the Texans organization knows somebody in the Raiders organization. Let's just pluck that one out of thin air. Let's just say there's some connective tissue since the general manager in Houston and the coach in Las Vegas, both from the Patriots tree. Let's just say somebody knows a guy who knows a guy who knows the other guy to the guy. Mm Mm-hmm. The man sitting next to the man. Let's just say they have heard some information. Vegas loves Will Levis. Loves him. Worked him out. Saw him kick the tires. 
didn't mind at all that he eats bananas with a peel on. I was waiting for that. You know, at the uh, mayonnaise and the coffee. So what? Do you see the cannon? <laughs> Look at my guns. Look at that. I'm Get out of here. Look how shredded I am. You want to talk about pocket rockets in Las Vegas? Hey. How about it? Wait a second. Now that is... Those are two aces That's when you're no, playing yeah, poker. Oh, okay. Because okay. I was going to hey. say it was not what yeah. I thought. What I'm trying to say is this. Let's just say the Texans think that Will Levis is the apple of the Raiders' eye, and everybody's sitting there thinking, well, C.J. Stroud's going to go, and then Anthony Richardson's going to go, so we can just stay here at 7 to go get Will Levis unless somebody in Vegas is seeing a betting market saying, okay, we got to trade up to 2, and then all of a sudden the Texans move down to 7, and they got 7 and 12, and, 12. and they could figure something out to do with that. A little better than just taking C.J. Stroud? Maybe. Yeah, That's the so. way this is working. We don't know what we don't know, and I love it. I love it. This is what we call, when you host a draft, a big, fat, juicy steak of a meal. This is great. Quarterbacks at the top of the draft or falling all the way down. A mock draft, Peter King's mock draft, is his prediction is where Anthony Richardson winds up where? Chris? 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. What the what? This guy left the combine. We're talking about first overall for this guy. And just when you think that can't happen, the trade that is still not yet happened between the Packers and the Jets involves <laughs> a quarterback who's going to the Hall of Fame who was birthed into the league 24th overall to the Packers. And Mike Mayock was on NFL Total Access prior to that draft in 2004 saying, guess where I think he's winding up. 24th overall of the pack. Everybody's like, get the hell out of here. Who is this Mike Mayock fellow? It can happen. God, I can't wait. We have no idea. Zero. And then there's one fascinating figure in this draft. His name is Bijan Robinson. He's a running back. And everybody thinks, who cares? Running backs. How special is this guy? Very. What do we need him for? Running backs? Can they be special? Absolutely. Do we need to take one so damn high when the defending world champs who's hosting this year's draft, their rushing attack was led by a seventh-round draft choice? Isaiah Pacheco, he scored in the Super Bowl. We got to take someone this high? You can. Oh, yeah. That's out there, too. Offensive linemen who can protect your quarterback and solidify a line for your running attack you already have. They're in this top 10 in the draft. Everybody's talking about the blue chips, and they're a little bit less than. Not this year. For me, in the top 15 of this draft, there are some serious players, and I can't wait to find out where they go. And we enter this draft week with Lamar Jackson still unsigned to either an offer sheet or a long-term deal or to his offer tag sheet and Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer that's how we're entering this draft week Daniel Jeremiah's coming up on this program and then we've got two in-studio guests from the entertainment world man who plays George Foreman in the new film Big George Foreman Chris Davis will be in studio in hour number three and then um the star of FX's Class of 09, Kate Mara will be here, and she will tell us who the Giants and the Steelers are going to draft. It's going to be amazing. <laughs>
Great inside info. Her father's side of the family owns the Giants. Her grandpa's name is on the football the NFL plays with. And her uh, mother's side of the family owns the Steelers. That's it. <laughs> no big deal. That's it. Fine. My parents were school teachers. <laughs> My dad was in the Coast Guard. There you go. <laughs> and Mike Del Tufo is not paying attention. Yes, I was. I was a Sea Scout. There you go. See, it wasn't the that wasn't the question. I know. He, 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 Mike, my dad construction. Oh, what should I do? I mean, how are you even Emmy nominated when the guy in charge of the sound good, doesn't Rich. listen? Because it sounds good. He doesn't good. listen. It sounds good. That's my gig. You guys know I don't know anything about sports. NBA playoffs. Yeah. I think the NBA playoffs had its best day yesterday. They're the best, Mike. The Timberwolves avert elimination at the hands of the Nuggets. The Celtics, despite slipping up in game three, reassert their dominance against Atlanta. You got yourself a dynamite series between the Kings and the Warriors, as we all thought would develop. Draymond Green comes off the bench. Yeah, what? And the Knicks... Take a three games to one lead on the Cleveland Cavaliers. How about that? How about the Knicks having the same lead in the series as uh, the Nuggets and the Celtics? Sixers are already uh, I mean, clear. We're resting. You're, you're clear. Oh, we're TJ's, resting. You're clear and present. Although the question is, when will Joel Embiid return from action? Doc Rivers had a fascinating soundbite about the current state of the NBA and players getting suspended. Dylan Brooks hitting LeBron James, the King James, hit King, hit King James <laughs> in the crown jewels. Hey. And he's not suspended for that, but he did get ejected as the Lakers, as predicted, told the Grizz where they can stick it despite Morant scoring the last 22 for his team. And, and the curse of the Clippers has continued. And the Let's curse of the Clippers has continued. We will hit on all of that on this program. Also on this show, my blue check mark magically reappeared. <laughs> but you don't care. So there's that. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. I can't wait to talk Is about that. Is Jiggy back on that Twitter yet? Nope. No, you no, and Carson no. Palmer are in the same spot. <laughs> Why did he get suspended? What is what it is? He's on tomorrow's show. We'll ask him. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. Oh, we can commiserate. Hey, Carson, were you shooting zone boxing video and <laughs> placing it on, on your phone and putting it on your personal Twitter feed? Because that's deal? why Two Jiggy got bounced. Larry King knew that Two Jiggy should have been verified years ago. There you go. 844-204-RICH, number to dial, Daniel Jeremiah. I will be spending an insane amount of time with him this week in Kansas City. So why not start off the draft week with the best in the business at evaluating and talking about it? Love this man. Can't wait for him to join us in a moment right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Daniel Jeremiah will be here. Don't you dare move. That's next. This is Draft Week. Let's go. On the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And look who stopped by, a guy I'll be spending a ton of time with in Kansas City this week. I love doing the draft with him because he's the best at it. Daniel Jeremiah back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, DJ? Well, Rich, I feel like we start this off on such a on such a bad note here. Oh, why? Um, I mean, we're twelve and twelve. <laughs> Machado's hitting two twenty. Yeah. Soto's hitting one ninety eight. Yep. I mean, this is not gonna. These guys have long track records, and uh, and we're gonna get hot, and we're gonna get rolling. Here. Well, Tatis so homered. He's back. I mean, he's back. So you're good with the Padres. Oh, he's gonna. He, yeah, he's gonna be. We're gonna be fine. And the Dodgers aren't running away with it. I mean, you know, you're 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 fine. I totally uh, think you're fine. Don't worry uh, about that. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, it's draft week, baby. I'm in I'm in Kansas City. It looks like it's uh, brisk outside. Oh. I always enjoy this when I get to the city, and I'm all excited. And I realize, you know, I'm going to go walk around. And I'm going to go get a, a feel of it. And inevitably, the first time I step outside is Thursday when we, uh, <laughs> we get out there. For That's the right. Draft. Well, I mean, Wednesday's your dra- your your mock draft show. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Come on now, correct, DJ. Correct. Do I know your schedule better than you? I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm still... you do. Well, Andrew let's... Howard's got me booked. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. Well, I appreciate you uh, kicking off your week here, Daniel. So, uh, you believe it's Bryce Young first overall as we enter draft week? I do. I do. Why? Um, why? I, I, why do you feel I've that thought, way? I've thought. I've long thought he was the target when they traded up there. I thought he was the best quarterback. I thought he was the best player. Um, and then everything that you you hear coming out of there and what matters to them and what they value at the position. I think we got over. I don't think that either of us did, but I think there was a narrative of the type of player that. Uh, that Frank Reich had coached in terms of a build, and then that was the only thing that was being used to uh, dissuade people from thinking it was going to be Bryce Young. And I, I pushed back on that, just saying, like, look, I, I don't know what smaller quarterbacks were options for him 
uh, at those times. He wasn't making those selections. He wasn't choosing who the quarterbacks were on those teams. Um, and this is a, a judgment based off what's available. And right now, the smaller quarterback is the best quarterback. And then that's the direction I believe they're going to go. Okay. And so then um, the general consensus when we left the combine was that Stroud had such a remarkable uh, workout. And we all know what his yeah. tape looked like. And we had the eye in the sky, this and that. And the Texans clearly need a quarterback. And now we're hitting draft week, and the general consensus is they may not take one. And if they do, as of right now, Will Levis is uh, shooting up a lot of mock draft boards. And then if they go non-quarterback, it's not Will Anderson. It could be Tyree Wilson. Uh, What do you think is going on with the Texans as we hit draft week, Daniel? Well, Rich, I think there's – obviously a ton of information swirling around uh, on, on the Texans, which makes it fun because nobody knows exactly the direction that they're going to go. Right. I just think at some point in time, we have to inject some common sense. And I just, the law firm of Mills, Keenum and Perry is not, I can't envision that that's how they're going to start the season and start the D'Amico Ryan's era. I just, I'm not buying that. Um, so I'm of the opinion that, one of their first two picks has to be a quarterback if they want to try and get cute and move around and maybe they trade back and maybe they trade up. But when you look at it over the last four or five years, Rich, like there isn't a lot of trades draft day inside the top 10. Like we've seen a couple teams get to 10, but I think we, you know, we concoct all these different scenarios of, Oh, they could do this and they could do that. And at the end of the day, they need a quarterback. They need to pick a quarterback. So while I hear all the, you know, there's buzz about, okay, well, maybe it's going to be Will Levis and all the reasons for them not to take C.J. Stroud. Maybe I'm taking crazy pills, Rich, but I'm leaning towards just going right back to what I've thought and trying to tune out all the noise and saying C.J. Stroud is the second-best quarterback and they have to take a quarterback. So why do you think there's a Will Levis buzz going on right now and the number of live snaps he's taken since the Kentucky season ended is zero? What what, what What's going on there, do you think? Well, you know, he's he's an interesting evaluation because it's like two different players from 21 to 22. So I, I think as time has – as we distance ourselves from the 2022 season, which was not great for him, I think it's brought back, you know, more of what he was and you go back and have time and you dig into what he was when he was healthy with no toe injury and no shoulder injury and a better supporting cast. And, you know, he checks off all the, uh, you know, the measurables you're looking for. So there, I mean, there, I don't want to make it sound like I, you know, I think Will Levis is a bum. I think Will Levis is a talented player. I just, I've never seen Will Levis play at the level that CJ Stroud played at on a college field. That's why I'm sticking with the order I have it. But I think the uh, the time between the end of the season and now has been nothing but uh, but benefit Will Levis. So let's just say the draft does in fact go as we all thought, quarterback, quarterback. You know, we thought it would be Young than Stroud. Now it's young, mm-hmm. and we thought number two would go whoever the Panthers leave on the board for the Texans between Stroud and Young. Wh- wh- where do you think um, the rest of the quarterback field drops or winds up, and, and, and how do you see that playing out as we hit draft week, Daniel? Well, you know, I think you're just kind of looking at who are the quarterback-likely teams. Yes. So for me, for me I, I you know, Seattle, and I've, I've, I haven't got this concrete, but there's lots of ways you can kind of track the visits. 
and I have not seen them bringing in quarterbacks into Seattle. They've done a bunch of they did a bunch of work at the combine. Obviously, they showed up in a big way at the pro days. Um, but I don't really have Seattle pegged as a quarterback team. Uh, Detroit, I don't believe is a quarterback team. I, I think the quarterback teams are Indy at four, and I think the next quarterback team is is Tennessee at eleven. So again, whether those teams, you know, I don't think Indy's going to move. I think they're going to stick and pick. I think they'll take a quarterback where they are at four. And then that leaves Tennessee as an option. You know, do they are they comfortable? Maybe they're comfortable with a couple quarterbacks if Hendon Hooker gets thrown into the mix, that they would be content to sit, or do they get antsy and want to move up a, a little bit to, to secure somebody? So those are you know those are the teams. But in terms of connecting them to the actual players, the most buzz is Indy with Levis. Um, that seems to be you know a, a connection, and I would say. Tennessee would be, you know, Stroud, Levis, or Richardson. You could connect them to any of those three guys. Well, where, why do you leave the Raiders off of a quarterback list? I, I personally, I think you can make a strong argument for them to take a quarterback. There is just no expectation from talking to teams around the league mm-hmm. that they think they are in the quarterback, that they're going to take a quarterback. Because Jimmy so. G just checks the box for a couple of years and then they'll figure it out? Is that the way they? Yeah, that's kind of what the sentiment seems to be. There's a lot of veterans on that roster. That's a that's a god awful defense and needed some upgrades. Um, and that just seems to be the anticipation from everyone in the league is that the Raiders will go defense at seven. So then, who do you think the Seattle Seahawks take at five? I mean, we had um, Pete Carroll here um, about a month ago, and he made it same. Yeah, they're they're in the quarterback market because despite signing Geno the way that they did, they don't intend to choose top five for uh, very often. So you, what do you think? Is that a Jalen Carter spot, which a lot of people think? Yeah, I would think that Stroud would be the, the only one. Like if somehow Stroud were still there, um, you know, I know that, you know, that would be the one I would say, okay, there's a, I, would, I know they haven't done everything on these guys, but I think that would be the, that would be the one where I would say it wouldn't say it's not, you know 100% chance they're not taking one. But with Seattle, it's it's Jalen Carter or no Jalen Carter. And I can tell you in the last 24 hours, Rich, is yep. you can truly appreciate. I got a text from one general manager that said the Seahawks will not be scared of Jalen Carter. And I got a text from another general manager that said the Seahawks will not take Jalen Carter. <laughs> yes. What do I do with that? I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, this is way up in the air, Daniel Jeremiah. And that's why, you know, uh, I I guess as we've hit draft week, your analysis of Anthony Richardson and uh, his ceiling and floor for Thursday night, do you think, is what? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't, you know, I think his his party would probably start at four with Indy as being in play there with Indy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would say what makes him the most intriguing player in this entire draft is I could see him, you know, as low as 23 to Minnesota. Hmm. So, so what that's, can you remember a time where we've had a no. range like that? Well, I guess Aaron Rodgers, you know, in 04, where well, he could yeah, be number one. Them, yeah. He could be number one overall if the Niners didn't choose Alex Smith, then he dropped all the way down to 24. And we did leave. You know, we did leave Indianapolis. I think we were chit-chatting in the booth. Um, You know, there was some chatter. You heard it. I heard it. Maybe Richardson could be number one overall. That's how how talented he is with the ceiling that he has. Uh, But now we're hitting draft week, and uh, the evaluation appears to be all over the map for him. 
So walk me through your evaluation of Anthony Richardson, Eye in the Sky, Pro Day, the whole bit, entering this week, if you don't mind, Daniel. My, my, my biggest uh, concern, Rich, is, is quite honestly just the sample size. You know, uh, everybody can talk about the, the numbers. They don't look great on paper, but as we documented at the Combine and showed the video of it, you know, I, you can't put that completion percentage on him completely. When you look at some of the balls that he threw that, that were dropped, that not only some, in some cases dropped, but, you know, conveniently turned into interceptions um, by some, uh, some poor receiver play around him. He's got, he's got the ability to navigate within the pocket. I think he's got, a, he's a really mechanically sound thrower. Like he's got a, a, a great looking throwing motion. He can drive the ball like nobody else in this draft can. Um, he's, uh, he's somebody that obviously as an athlete is, is something like we've never seen before. So there's lots of positives. They're quite simply rich. The biggest hang up is you're talking about 13 starts. And there's the, you know, there's the presence of Trubisky who didn't start many games. There's Dwayne Haskins who didn't start many games. The, the guy who was the big hit who didn't start many games was Cam Newton, who started only one more game than him. But Cam Newton, I mean, gosh, Rich, the guy went undefeated, won the Heisman Trophy, the <laughs> national championship on the heels of having won a junior college national championship. So he's not nearly as accomplished from that standpoint. Um, so I think there is there is so much to work with there with him. Um, but I would say... You know, and this not to sound harsh, but I would say I maybe would trust seven or eight teams in this league to properly develop a player like Anthony Richardson. Really, to go to the right spot. How about that? That is uh, that is. You got you got you got a, a peg. Which teams do you think should wind up with him? Or he, if you if you could wave a wand for him and say these are the teams that he should wind up with because you know the spot you know exactly what you said uh our colleague joel clatt daniel that we're going to be hanging with for the first two nights he yeah. was on the thursday show and i heard, heard his analogy is a rubik's cube you just don't know how many times uh it, it would take to turn the cube to solve it for the player um and i pointed out how some teams in the same way you just said um, need uh, several more turns or those videos where they hand it to some kid and he just flips it three times in one hand and he's solved it. <laughs> what do you got for me on that front with Richardson? Well, yeah, I, I, I we, we love analogies because I had used, and me and Joel had talked about this in the past, and uh, I had used kind of the lottery ticket analogy, which was, look, if all these guys are at risk, the, you know, which one has the biggest payout? And that's uh, Anthony Richardson. So apparently we, me and Joel had different hobbies as kids. Um, <laughs> nice. But... Um, by the way, do you remember the keychain, the Rubik, when they made the little mini of course. cube that oh, was yeah. also a keychain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring that. Let's bring that back. Those were easier to break apart uh, and put back together to make it look like you solve it. That's what I did back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no question. I mean, when I, when you look at teams, to me, and again, this is me looking at where I would love to see him go. And Seattle, I don't think they're taking one, but Seattle would be perfect. But you know, let him let him sit a little bit behind Gino. I think Gino would be a great mentor for him. I think you know they could really cut him loose up there eventually. I, I love that. I love that fit for him. Um, you know, even Indianapolis. Just selfishly, I would like to see them unleash you know the the running attack of all running attacks with him and Jonathan Taylor in the background in the backfield. Can you imagine that? I mean, mm. pick your poison as a, on a zone read with those two guys. Um, so those would be the two I think would be great for him, and I think they would uh, they would have a chance to to, uh, to really help him maximize his ability. But uh, you've got to have the plan in place. You've got to have the right people to develop him. 
Um, and in some ways, Rich, as we as these phone calls and texts keep flooding in over the last few days, and will continue on till Thursday night, mm-hmm. the less I continue to hear about Anthony Richardson, makes me think maybe there's something brewing in here that we're not ready for. There you go. Daniel Jeremiah dropping some hints, a little breadcrumbs right here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, we've reached the quick hitter portion portion of our conversation. Okay. Uh, the first defensive player off the board on Thursday night will be? I'm going to say it will be Will Anderson. Okay. And you think Arizona at three? Arizona, correct. All yep. right. The first offensive lineman off the board Thursday night will be? I'm going to say that will be Paris Johnson. Okay, and you got him going where? Where do you think? Paris Johnson, I think, begins in play. Haven't finalized it yet, but I would say at pick number nine with Chicago is probably where that Wow. So they turned down Skaronsky. I mean, we we were all penciling, uh, if not sharpying, the Northwestern kid to the Bears at nine. But you think if they have their choice of linemen, they choose Paris Johnson first. From Ohio I'm, State, I'm a Peter Skaronsky guy. Yep, I have Skaronsky. You know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good distance between the two, but yep. that seems to be the latest that I'm hearing. Okay, now Bijan Robinson's fascinating to me. I mean, talk about a difference maker. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of your top five overall talents. Number in this three, time. number three, right? So what's yep. his what's his deal? A running back of significance uh-huh. available amongst this entire conversation we've just had. Amazing. There's, there's, this is a fun draft. One of the reasons why this is a fun draft, Rich, is because, I, you know, we've got a lot of exceptions with players yep. undersized. They don't have the right, you know, some offensive line maybe don't have the right arm length. Um, we've got corners that, that, you know, are light. We've got 173 pound receivers. Like, this is a, this is a premier, premier prototype player. Um, so that's why the whole running back value thing. I think you've got to rethink that in this particular draft. I have no clue where to put him. I'm leaning towards putting him to Detroit, which if Detroit got him with the second pick at 18, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think they win the draft at that point in time. And I also think Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes being with the Rams, watching Jared Goff play with a at the time young, fresh Todd Gurley and what that offense looked like, and now you get Brad Holmes and Jared Goff, and they get their young, fresh Todd Gurley here with Bijan Robinson. Why wouldn't Atlanta snag him? And I'm trying. I mean, every Falcon fan I know is like, let's go get him. Why not? Right? Why not? Well, and Arthur Smith is is knows what to do with a big time yeah. running back coming from Tennessee. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that I, I can I can make a case of why that makes sense. The only thing I would say is that there's a belief when it comes to running back position that getting a great running back on a, on a below average team, you're almost kind of wasting him. If he's going to play for five or six years, you want you know you know you want to build up your team and then drop your running back in as the last thing, so you use all of his carries that matter a little bit more. That's the kind of a league philosophy when it comes to that position right now where's Hendon Hooker winding up and you want to talk about more fascinating you got a fifth quarterback in the equation who might be what if he was healthy second off the board at the quarterback spot or maybe third I mean but he's not healthy or he's recovering from Mm -hmm. an ACL what what happens with him do you think I think if you take out if you take the three factors with him that are gonna that impact him right are the offense he played in, which is kind of that old Baylor offense, it's the age, a little bit older, and then it's the injury. If those you remove those three things, Rich, he'd be my third overall quarterback. I think he'd be a lock to go in the top ten. Um, so I, I've been told recently that Houston has done a lot of late work on him. Mm-hmm. So one of you know one of the theories, if Houston were to go with a defensive player, that Hendon Hooker would uh, would be their choice at twelve. So 
I think that's where you know he starts coming into play at that point. In time. But, then, but then they start their the D'Amico Ryan's era off with the same law firm you mentioned before. What's that law firm again? You said Mills, Keenum, and who? Yeah, what is it, it? it is Mills, Keenum, and Perry. That's yeah. right, Perry. Okay, yeah. Then I don't know that law firm is. I don't know how many uh, cases they, they, they'd win. You well, know, they. I don't know. Yeah, well, Throwing it's retainer? a law firm that specializes in. Uh, in, uh, in, uh, in turnovers, I guess. I don't know. What <laughs> nice. And then last one for you, Daniel, to just bring this whole yeah. draft into perspective about how unpredictable and fun it's going to be. What do you think? We enter Friday night, rounds two and three of the draft with Aaron Rodgers still a Packer, and then my ear will be totally tuned to the podium announcing a trade right around pick 41-42. What do you got for me? What do you think? How's the Rodgers, well, Packers, well, Jets you, thing going to play out this week? What do you got for me? The fact the fact that they just uh, brought back their center today, and Connor McGovern, um, kind of removes the need to take a center in the second round mm-hmm. um, because they really didn't have one. So you eliminate that need. It seems like it frees up a second round pick, Rich. I I know it does, Daniel. I get it. It frees up a second round pick. Done. It's going to get done. It's going to get done. That's what I know. I, I, I've, I've been saying that. I've been saying it too. Get done. It's going to get done on Friday. That's my guess. Friday. So you're saying Friday. During the draft That's or before? Do we go on the no air front? Do we no, go on? Come on. Chris. No inside information. I, I, I know that. I'll, I'll say it gets done before before we uh, before we have uh, the start of the second round. Okay. So, you uh, man, could you imagine Jets go on the clock at 42 overall, seven minutes ticking down, and, and the trade still mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. You and I and Joel and Charles Davis, you're, you're going to keep staring at me. That, that's going to be a long 14 minutes between both <laughs> Jets picks. It's going to be maybe the best 14 minutes of television we've ever had together if the trade's not done. Oh, it's going to be on. It's going to be. And then the Jets choose. Because you, you, it's got to be the first of the two, right? Unless the Jets pull... You know, uh, and the Packers pull like an NBA trade where they they draft the player and then flip the player instead of the pick, right? <laughs> I'm being serious. Yeah, I, I I think it's going to be done. I think it's going to be done. Okay. I'll be I'll be shocked if it's not done before those picks come up. Okay, it's going to happen. Shocked. All right, shocked. Yeah. He says, write that down. Can you write that word down, Chris? Yes. He says, shocked. Shock. All right. We'll see. All right, Daniel. Um, do I bring a what? What sort of coat do I bring? What do I? What do I got? What do I need? Anything? Um, it, it's a. It looks a little cold outside, so okay. maybe a little thicker, little thicker coat. Thank you, sir. Daniel, I look forward right, to buddy. it. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate this as appreciate always. See you soon. See you soon, see That's you, buddy. Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks. He and Bucky Brooks, a dynamite podcast called Move the Sticks, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's going to be Stroud second overall. How about him saying, he? come on. You have to inject some know. common sense into the equation. We're talking about the Texans here. What does that mean? Common sense doesn't apply. Why would you say that? Because they've been terrible for a for, while. Excuse me. Since they chose Nick Casario to run the shop, they, they got a king's ransom for a guy with 24 civil lawsuits over, hanging over him. Okay, let's see what they do do with it. Uh, Let's see what they do with it. And They also blew a 24-point lead uh, in the playoffs. Dude, I like... Uh, They whiffed on Jadavion Clowney. Come on. That was the coach who's now your offensive coordinator who's fixing the quick game. They've been bad. 
They've been bad. Right. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt here. It's a new regime. And I think they're going to choose Stroud second overall. As I'm putting together my come-at-me mock draft for tomorrow. My annual mock draft where I ask you to come at me. Come at me, bro. I've been pretty good the last couple of years. This is a dartboard, gents. This year is a flat-out dartboard. Yeah. Isn't every year a dartboard? Uh, I mean, you can, much. You, can like, know, you know, you know where a couple of darts are going to hit the bullseye going in. We have no idea. Other than Bryce Young might be the only one we know. And again, it's a good thing we have the actress Kate Mara coming in hour number two, so she's going to tell us exactly she's where the Giants and the Steelers are going to dress. Yeah. She knows better. Come on. She Let's knows, see. but she ain't going to tell us. Or right. she's so well versed in the NFL business. She's going to lie. Absolutely. <laughs> Lying season. Lying season. By the way, <laughs> for a couple more days. <laughs> did she ever say that she told too much of the truth in House of Cards? Yeah. Well, spoiler you know, alert. And then what, look what happened. Careful. Don't go down to the subway. Yeah, please oh, don't. Oh my goodness. I, can I tell you, I was hurt when that scene happened. Uh, I was so in, terrified. I was in shock. Oh, I was shocked. God. I know that. I mean, it's like ten years old. Yeah, more, isn't it? You look that up. And I literally didn't want to finish watching. Put it. Netflix on the map, <laughs> by the rough. way. Yeah, she'll rough. put Netflix on a map. Oof, man. I'm just going to be happy to see she's okay because, you know, that was she, awful. No, I, she's uh, scheduled worried. to appear in about 40 minutes. So <laughs> We've got overreaction Monday as well coming Monday. up. And I guess in honor of Kate being here, the latest on the Steelers. Mike Tomlin has chimed in on his hey, draft choices. Hey. Where are they? A man who, Sensing. as we know, has uh, zero filter. Let's see how he spins. Because <laughs> you know he's going to spend. Because it's high on my damn agenda. Thank you. And exactly. Peter King has them at an interesting spot. At uh, 19, right? 17. 17. Well, we'll talk about that. Don't go anywhere. That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. What does Peter King say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do oh, with their draft choice? You, you had this one? Yeah. Because the Steelers held a press conference today, absolutely. and I didn't hear them say what Peter King said. Go for it. Peter, what Peter Smith King uh, has the Steelers taking our Friday guest, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow. Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
drops to 17, which means they would have him to go along with the very physical George Pickens and Allen Robinson, who they picked up. Deontay Johnson still there with Najee Davenport. That would be significant. And don't forget that wide receiving core. Najee Harris, Rich. Najee Harris. What did I say? Najee Davenport? Oh, God. That would really be significant. Najee Harris. That would be particularly significant uh, offensively for Kenny Pickett in his mm-hmm. second year. You want to surround your 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 young quarterback with playmakers. With playmakers so you can evaluate as well. You've got to evaluate these kids early so you can see what you need or see if you've got what you thought you had. So... The Steelers, in supplementing as well, they have the 32nd overall pick. Now, normally that's the last pick in the first round that goes to the world champs. The Chiefs have the 31st overall pick because there's only 31 first-round selections because the Miami Dolphins, what did they do, Chris? They, uh, uh, they forfeited. They forfeited. They, they voluntarily turn to a, gave that up. You got to turn to a Patriot fan <laughs> for the language on that because they, they're very well-versed on we having their, their first-round pick. They forfeit. Yeah, they're voluntarily. Right? They don't need it. Um, but the Steelers have the 32nd overall pick, the first pick of the second night that belonged to the Bears. The Bears flipped them, if you recall, a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. So the Chase Claypool trade has the Steelers in a primo <laughs> spot, and that's what Tomlin liked to talk about today. As far as I can tell, you've never had the first pick to start a day. How advantageous is that 32nd? Man, we're excited about it, man. We've been talking about it. Um, Look at his face. Light I think up. the thing that that we're the thing that we're least familiar with about it is the amount of calls that we will be or could be getting, and that's where we spend our time is just talking about how do we organize and how do we get prepared for the receiving of the amount of interest uh, that that pick could could have, and that's a good and exciting possibility. There you go. So phone lines are open. Phone lines are open in Pittsburgh, everybody. Chase Claypool leaving the Steelers in a neato spot. I mean, some good players there. You, first pick of the second night is always because teams sit there for 12 hours. Can make a lot of phone calls in 12 hours. And plus, again, the one thing that totally has overshadowed anything with the Steelers is the fact that the Heinz ketchup bottle is back. How much they call it Akersher, the ketchup bottle taken down is in fact back. How did nobody ask him about it? I would have been great. Hey, Coach Tomlin, what about that ketchup bottle that's back? Did you see that they're back, Coach? Oh, fantastic. (laughs) It's tipped perfectly, so you just tap the 57 with this part of your hand. Mm -hmm. 